I'm Al John Go, podcaster and producer of the Disney List, Skull Rock Podcast, and Dining at Disney. When you're creating content, podcast, webcasting, live streaming, or wanting to step up your video conference calls, you need quality gear and accessories. That's why I use Gator Frameworks in my studio. From professional broadcast boom arms and microphone stands, studio monitor speaker stands, ring light kits, headphone holders, elite furniture studio desks, and acoustic wall treatments, Gator Frameworks has you covered. Gator is the leading brand of cases, stands, and support system solutions for music, pro-AV, creative pro, IT, and general utility industries. They have over 1,000 different solutions made from vacuum-formed plastics, rational molded plastics, wood, sewn, and EVA materials. Leveraging their expertise in case design and manufacturing, Gator has a complete OEM division that works with leading companies around the world to engineer and create custom cases for original equipment manufacturers. For more information, visit GatorFrameworks.com product provided in exchange for promotional consideration to podcasters recording musicians and streamers who are looking for studio quality audio at home or on the road the sure mv7 podcast kit is a premium all-in-one solution inspired by the legendary sure sm7b and is designed to address the versatility required by modern creators for more on the sure mv7 podcast kit visit sure.com s-h-u-r-e.com or click the link in our show notes. Sure, sound extraordinary. Welcome to the show, everyone. We appreciate you tuning in. Hope the audio is doing well. We are back live on Facebook and soon to be on YouTube. <laughs> so hope you had a very nice and awesome weekend. I'm Al John, joined by Kristen. Hello. Hello. We're back. We're live. Back on YouTube. Back on Facebook. <laughs> it's nice, huh? It's it's different. It's been a while. It's been a long time. I think once we once we got our kids, it was like <laughs> we can't do this. <laughs> we just can't do it. But um, yeah, we're back. We're back. The studio's kind of you know kind of semi back to normal. It's We're still work, it's work in, in progress. progress. <laughs> we appreciate that. Before we get into our topic, which is what tonight, Kristen? We are discussing 20 ways to save money when planning your Disney vacation. Love it. Exactly. Disney on a budget. Walt Disney World on a budget. So we're going to be talking about that. Uh, we need to talk about how people can actually save money with the weekly travel deal from you. Kristen, where can people email you so that they can go ahead and get your quote for free as well as book their next trip to Walt Disney World? At themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. Outstanding. Okay. So what's the deal for this week? Well, right now, if you are a Florida resident, you can save money on select Disney Resort hotels over this summer. So it started just a couple days ago, uh, July 8th, and these can be through September 8th of 2022. So you can save on a lot of different resorts anywhere, whether you are looking to stay at All-Star Movies or you're looking to stay at Coronado Springs or even at the Animal Kingdom. So you've got plenty of locations that you can check out. And again, it's good for most nights, July 8th through September 8th of 2022. Awesome. Once again, what's that email? 
themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. The following is a production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. What an imagination, huh? <laughs> Are you guys ready? Are you ready? From the Gator Framework Studio in Music City, it's the Disney List. The Disney List. Disney fans Kristen Hetzel and Al John Go bring you top 10 lists from the Disney parks, films, Star Wars, Marvel, news, travel tips, and more. Now prepare yourself for the Disney list. Oh boy. We're back. Thank you so much for joining us on another edition of the Disney list where Kristen and I talk about our favorite top 10, top 20 list from Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, Muppets, under the whole Disney umbrella. That's what we do. We also talk about some Disney news as well. And we have an awesome show for you planned. I'm Al John Go. I'm one of your co-hosts, lifelong Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars fan here at the helm. You can also find me on Instagram at Al John Go and our sister podcast, Skull Rock Podcast, with me and Dave Bosser. Joined by my other, my better half, the love to my thunder. <laughs> Hello, Kristen. Hello. Uh, I am a travel expert as well as a Disney foodie, and you can find me at Dining at Disney and on the podcast. I have to apologize for that intro. Sorry about that. (laughs) We just saw Thor. Did you like Thor, Love and Thunder? I did. It was not quite what I expected. It was more... Don't spoil it. Can I not make any comments? Yeah, you can comment on it. I was like... No, this is spoiler free. So, uh, it was more comedic than I expected, and a little bit more use of adult language than I expected. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to in the the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But still, fun for us adults. Yes, no doubt about it. You're right. You know, Taika Waititi has this. Uh, the director of the film has this sense of humor that's weird which is quirky mm-hmm. but cool and also has great taste in music much like james gunn <laughs> big guns and roses fan which is amazing i'm down with that i'm down with the guns and roses so anyway hey did you guys see uh thor love and thunder over the weekend it just happened to be a huge box office smash let us know in the comments we would love to hear your thoughts on thor love and thunder yeah, we may do a Thor Love and Thunder breakdown next week in our top 10 moments from that film. It will be spoilers. There, there will be spoilers. What do you think? Maybe we should do it a week after. I don't know. Or maybe we do, do a bonus really show. Wanna... I don't know. Hey, if you want us to do it, let us know. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about some Disney news before we get into this. Oh, but you know, before we get into it, let's talk about our podcast because we do other podcasts other than this of course if you're listening to us on sourcer radio uh, srsounds.com or any one of our podcast platforms thank you so much for subscribing don't forget to leave us those likes and those comments as well but uh, what's going on at dining at disney um over this week what have you got going on let's see we've talked about the food and wine festival foodie guides we went through all those menu items we also talked about um the best seafood restaurants. 
Oh, yeah. And some of our favorite dishes. Yeah, that goes live on Monday. Yes. So you get to check that out. Yeah. Well, that's going to be good. I uh, especially like seafood there. I love seafood anytime, but I definitely love that. Yeah, um, we've started doing kind of a best of top kind of show. Since we do two a week, we've started doing one of those as well as one that's news oriented. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, which is always good. So there's a little bit of something for everybody on Dining at Disney. So once again, I encourage everybody to check out the show. You heard um, Skull Rock Podcast this past week. We had um, cinematographer and director Mark Cole, who worked on the Disney Plus series The Quest, which you and I have seen. Yes. And we were fans of the original Quest on ABC circa 2014. And he was the director, not the director, but the cinematographer for that. And he comes back as a cinematographer for this. And he talks about shooting the series in a pandemic era and how they had to kind of, you know, rethink the way they were doing things from locations to see it to lighting and everything. And he's a fascinating guy. He used to work um, and do America's Most Wanted and The Amazing Race. Hmm. different things like that. So he's a reality TV guy, but he definitely did something really cool and cinematic. And and then tomorrow, um, my co-host Dave Bossert, who is a Imagineer, a Disney animator, former head of creative and special projects for, for Disney, uh, we talk about him working on the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Ooh. Yeah, so we talk about that and World of Color. So two attractions, both coasts, and how he worked on those attractions and it's really cool to kind of get a peek behind the scenes of what he was able to do and, and the different things. Uh, it, those are some fascinating attractions. I mean, you and I both like both of those, but I, I told Dave, I said, you know, the great thing about these nighttime spectaculars is the fact that they're so emotional and there's so many memories that get brought back using all the different colors and the vivid, um, animation and, and different films that they fly in and out and it's so seamless how they do it and he actually did extra animation that was seamlessly woven in with his team that people don't even realize wasn't in the film so they augmented the initial animation and kind of tweaked it so that it would show up on the water screens and then he added some scenes with his team because of how the water screens are that look like they're from the film but they were augmented and he added backgrounds and other characters and different things like that so that huh. it would show up properly. So it's fascinating. So definitely another show for you to check out. But anyway, those are our other, what's going on in our other podcasts and I uh, hope you do check them out. And now for a little bit of news, shall we? As I alluded to, Thor Love and Thunder kicking butt at the movie theater. Let me tell you the story of the space viking, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. When he got in shape, he went from dead bod to god bod. And after all that... He reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. Oh, spooked too soon. <laughs> I love that <laughs> film. Uh, Thor 4, 
slams at a thunderous $143 million franchise for best opening. Holy moly macaroni. The fourth film in the Marvel standalone franchise returns Chris Hemsworth to the titular role of Thor. Of course, he's not the only Thor. You know, it's not a spoiler if it's been in the previews. Uh, it launched to a huge $302 million globally. And Kristen, of course, you loved it, right? Mm-hmm. He's also not the only Hemsworth in the movie. This is true. Not spoiling that either. Uh, Marvel and Disney Thor's Love and Thunder added further fuel to this summer's box office with a rally domestic opening of $143 million best showing of the standalone franchise starring Chris Hemsworth as the hammer-wielding superhero, the space Viking, as uh, Korg would say. The pick opened with expectations in North America where it scored third best opening of the pandemic era behind Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange, Spider-Man No Way Home at $260 uh, opening weekend, and then Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness at $187.4 million. So there you have it. So um, how about that? It is a direct sequel to Thor Ragnarok, both, of course, directed by Maverick filmmaker Taika Waititi, and it is the 29th entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's a lot of movies. That's huge. I mean, oh, goodness me. And they'll just keep coming. Yes, the hits will keep on come coming. I, I cannot wait to see what they have in store next. Um, so overall, do you want to rate this uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 or 1 or one to 5? How do you want to do this? 1 to 10? 1 to 10 is fine. 1 to 10? Okay. On, on a scale from 1 to 10, mm. what do you give Thor Love and Thunder? I'll give it a 7.5. I like it. I'll give it an 8. I give it an 8. It's very, very strong. Very, very good. I like Ragnarok better. Me too. If I had to compare the Thor films, but this is definitely the second best of all four Thor films. And yes, there's a lot of quirky humor, but I think it's good. I mean, Thor as a character in the comics is very, very serious. Oh, really? It's very serious. Yes, very serious. He's like... I am Thor, Odinson. You know, I am here to kill. You know, <laughs> you know X, Y, and Z. Uh, you know, so the 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 attitude of Thor is very much like the first two Thor films. Like, uh, you know, more mead. May I have another? You know, yeah. I'm gonna you know break coffee cups on the ground and things like that. So it's very Viking, like as you would expect. Um, but it is nice to see see that. I would want to get a little bit more serious Thor. Just a little bit more serious Thor, because I feel like you've had a lot of funny haha with Thor um, over the course of Ragnarok and then to the now. Avengers films and then to now. Because you had Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame and Thor laughs it up and he becomes, you know, uh, the big Lebowski Thor, right? The, you know, fat Thor, you know, kegerator, you know, stomach, no six pack. You know, and then now he's like, he's freaking swole, <laughs> you know? But he looks he, like He-Man. He would be a perfect He-Man, wouldn't he? Yes, he would. Anyway, you, you are a She-Ra fan, so. I watched He-Man and She-Ra. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. So uh, speaking of Marvel, uh, we didn't talk about this story, but we found it very heartwarming. Um, Paul Rudd signed an Ant-Man helmet and a letter to a 12-year-old boy whose classmates were bullying, bullying him and refused to sign his yearbook. Now, there, this was part of, there were a group of 
high school kids yeah, and the seniors, that had yeah. found out about it and they went and all signed his yearbook. And then Paul Rudd got word of that. Yeah, here it is. I think uh, it's super, super cool. I think those seniors were great to rally around that kid because there's really, there's nothing worse. You've been bullied. I've been bullied very little, but you were bullied in high school. I was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was in a very, I didn't mean to say, I didn't mean to out you there. <laughs> I was a very easy target because I was um, like four foot eight mm-hmm. starting high school. Yeah. And weighed like at most 96 pounds in high school. So I was short and thin and you're a very easy target when people can pick you up and put you into trash cans and lockers and that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, Paul Rudd had sent this heartfelt note with a signed Ant-Man helmet to the boy Brody, remembering that things get better and that he is loved by many. You want me to read this note? Sure. Yeah. Uh, from Paul Rudd. Dear Brody, it was great talking to you the other day. And he did call him. It's important to remember that even when life is tough, that things get better. There are so many people that love you and think you're the coolest kid there is. Me being one of them. (laughs) I can't wait to see all the amazing things you're going to accomplish. Isn't that the best? That is really cool. And you know what? Those are the things that, you know, are going to make a difference and this kid, mm. knowing that somebody who well, the people like people across the world think is cool, that that person thinks you're cool. Yeah. Uh, and the back of his helmet was signed to my good friend Brody for when he takes on the world, Paul Rudd and me. That's that's the best. You know, Paul Rudd is he's one of my favorite actors. He really is. I I love not just stories like Paul Rudd doing this, but just as even the high school kids, those seniors being like, that's not cool. And getting involved because nobody would sign the kid's yearbook and them all going in there and signing his yearbook and making a big deal out of this kid because you, (laughs) with the stuff that goes on in the world, you don't know what the bullying could have been leading to as this kid gets older. Sure. And this could be, these people could have made a world of difference and be a turning point in this kid's life. 100%. This is something that'll make a huge impact, you know, and let's just remember, let's just teach our children. Let's just be nice to each other. Let's be good humans. As some people have said, let's be good humans and let's respect each other and let's not bully. Especially yeah. those kids. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Marvel. And don't let your kids be a bully either. Don't be a butt munch. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that sounds like something probably a 12-year-old would say. (laughs) Hey, you know, whatever works. Hey, so uh, Disney Parks is doing another great Marvel-themed drink holder. You've first seen the Infinity Gauntlet, Iron Man's Gauntlet. You've seen the Boba Fett um gauntlet right or the uh the mandalorian gauntlet right they all have these weird drink holders that you have in the um buzz lightyear uh the buzz, uh, the buzz lightyear gauntlet mm-hmm. now you can drink out of mjolnir thor's hammer all right and this is the jane foster uh 
a hammer that's been broken into a million pieces, not unlike the one that's behind me right now. Isn't it? Think that's, about that. Can you imagine <laughs> trying to drink something like out of that? <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's pretty cool. So now you can pick this up. The mighty Thor's hammer opens up at the top to hold a cup or bottle, and you can grab the hammer at Avengers uh, Campus at DCA, and you can get it with your choice of frosty beverage. So definitely check that out. You can also get it at the Shawarma Palace, too, where it will be available via mobile order. You can also find the hammer at the cart near the entrance to Guardians uh, of the Galaxy Mission Breakout as well. Be sure to say hi to Mighty Thor, who's meeting guests at the campus right now. And I think they have both Thor and Jane Foster as Mighty Thor. So I think they have them both, if I'm not mistaken. Very nice. Which is nice. Which is awesome. Do you like their costumes? Jane yeah. is like uh, the old Thor plus Sif's uh, outfit yeah, there. Yeah, I do, I do like the costumes. Yeah, they do such a great job. I did like the costumes that they had Sif in, in the earlier movies. Oh, it, it, well, it, that's true. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Not spoiling it. Okay. Last but not least, you have a brand new popular character returning to Walt Disney World. You're going to go in detail here on the... Uh, on this week's episodes of Dining at Disney Podcast, Kristen, but what's going on here? Over at Cape May Cafe, they have brought back character dining, um, and that's going to be starting on October 4th. Uh, and the restaurant will be bringing back Minnie's Beach Bash Breakfast. How about that? Slowly st- uh, starting to come back to life. And this is the gang at character dining with all their beach themed attire, which is great. Right. Yes. You get to see Mickey. I've done that once. You're right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey goofy. You weren't Minnie. there for that. Were you? I think it was the travel agent training. That I think I went it was your to. travel agent training. Yes. I was at the park by myself somewhere else. No. Cause you weren't there when I did. Oh, that. it wasn't the one. It wasn't the one um, where I was staying at the resort and you were, Oh no, no. That was the conference. Yes, that was, that was, that was, got it mixed up. My bad. That was the food blogger thing. (laughs) That was also pretty cool. Anyway. Hey, we'd like to say hi to everybody in the chat. Lindsay is in there hanging out. Uh, She says they still needed to make a baby group movie. (laughs) I agree. I like that. Uh, Also, Lee says, I thought I'd lost you. Long time no here. Good to see you both again. Yes, Lee. We're back. The podcast never went away. We still did the podcast audio only. But, of course, since having kids and taking care of the little uh, uh, Boo and Jack-Jack, we weren't able to do the video until now. So now we're doing the video again. And Joan is back here saying, hi, Kristen and Aljon. Hello. Hello. It's good to see everybody in the chat for sure. Well, we do have our big topic. It is time for our top 10 list. And I am looking for that sound effect. Here we go. It's the Disney List Top 10 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 Okay, we are back Here we go, Kristen Yes And uh, we are talking about Walt Disney World on a budget Our Top 10 
Top 20. Oh, was it top 20? My goodness. Surprise, 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 surprise. I knew this. We talked about this in advance and I just forgot. I don't have have a top 20. I don't have a top 20 sound effect yet, but we will. We'll get there. Yes, we've got a very long list. They're not really in any order. Yes. There's just a whole bunch of things. Mm, Okay. So should we, I guess we can just start on any of these pages that I've written down. Okay, go for it. You ready? Yes. Okay, so the first one is going to be, because again, this is saving money. So ways to save you money. One, go during non-peak season because the prices are less. The prices are less for your park tickets. It's less for your resort. Typically, if you are flying, you can find cheaper flights when it's a non-peak season. Okay. So that's the first one. It's it's always good to go non-peak because lines will be a little bit shorter and it'll just be a little bit more comfortable if you can go during those times. If you can be flexible and go during those times. It's just it's just a much better experience. There's nothing worse than going when it's super packed and it's hard to get the rides you want and stay in line for, you know, exorbitant amount of time and, and do and all that. And it's hot. It's super hot. Um, and then you have hot people who are also hot. They're standing by you. So just everybody is just like putting out heat and the sun's putting out heat. Body odor. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't okay. like being hot. <laughs> so peak seat. Okay. So for the uninitiated, you know, because we have to explain some of these things uh, for the uninitiated, what are peak seasons? The best way that I can explain peak season is going to be when kids are out of school and it's summer, it's fall break, it's spring break, it's Christmas break. Uh, there are holidays. So whether it be something like Labor Day weekend, those kinds of things also. It gets busy. It's more of a peak time. Mm-hmm. Anytime kids aren't in school, pretty much it's going to be a peak time period at Disney. When they're in school. And also, a lot of the holidays tend to be standing room only there. They tend to close the parks down because they're at capacity. Christmas, Especially now that they're doing the reservations. Yeah. So please keep that in mind, right? Um, Our favorite time to go is you know, late January, February, right before spring break. And it's not only comfortable, but it's fun. Uh, Lindsay says, when the kids are in school, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lee Lee in the chat says, non-peak season seems to be disappearing for Disney. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as... They've done it. They've done it on on purpose. There is no slow time, I should say. Mm -hmm. There is non-peak season. There's just no... There's no time when it's slow like there used to be. Mm They've really filled their calendar up with events so that they can make up for the loss of revenue and, and people and all kinds of stuff there. So, okay. Next on your list. If you have a Disney reward visa, whether it be the credit card or the debit card, if you have that card, you can use those Disney reward dollars and save yourself some money on whether it be eating Paying for your hotel, paying for your tickets, uh, using that money for souvenirs. There you go. 
I like the Disney rewards visa because there's nothing like you're spending the money you would normally get or use on a credit card and then turning around and using the money you've earned on everything you just said, just souvenirs and all kinds of great things. So if you're going to save money, might as well, you know, put it to good use during your vacation. It's like a piggy bank (laughs) almost, you know? Yeah. That's the way I think about it. So, okay. Okay. Next on the list is if you are a frequent flyer or you have a credit card where you can get those flyer points like Southwest, American Airlines, any of those that give you the points, use them for your flight. Mm-hmm. It's another great way to save up for your, your vacation. If we, we happen to drive a lot, we don't typically fly out to Walt Disney World. Obviously, for Disneyland, we have to fly out. Um, well, it's not obvious. I mean, we could do the drive. Yeah, I'm not driving <laughs> I'm for not three driving days. across uh, <laughs> across the United States to, to go to Disneyland. I'm, I'll be flying. But it is nice to have, once again, reward points um, galore. It's all about getting those points and, and trying to um, budget in advance for your vacation. Yes. Save money where you can. Oh, yeah. That's what you got to do. Another way to save some money is when you're going to the park, pack some snacks and drinks, especially if you need water, pack your own bottled water. That will save you a lot of money. It's expensive. Yes. It's expensive to buy Dasani water in the park. It's expensive to buy... It's really expensive by like smart water. It's ridiculously expensive. Yeah, smart water is expensive. Snacks are expensive. You know, when you go in and you uh, you're looking at just getting some snack mix to get you from here to there until your next dining appointment to your dining reservation, your appointment, your dining reservation. You know, it's just one of those things where wow, I could have spent that four fifty on something other than trail mix, you know, or Chip and Dale's trail mix or whatever else you're getting, you know? Yes. Uh, Michelle had just uh, turned in her Southwest miles for Disney gift cards and used the gift cards for Oogie Boogie. Hey, you know, that's the way to do it. Exactly. That is the way to do it. Um, And you and I, that's what we do. We use our credit cards and we get the points and, you know, we pay them off. Of course, it's all great. Joan says in the chat, bottled water is a great idea. We try to do that. Yeah. We always leave the the room wherever we're staying and we load up on waters. I usually take a few that are cold, maybe sometimes frozen, <laughs> right? And we shove them in the backpack. I'll usually be the beast of burden. So I'll usually carry the backpack with all of Kristen's camera gear and everything, including the waters. It'll kind of get us to where we need to be. And then, you know, we used to also fill up our bottles of water, you know, now that the pandemic's happening, we're not going to be using the public water fountain just because it's, you know, you don't know. <laughs> right. I never used water fountains unless it's a bottle refill station yeah. just because that's one of those places that is highly contaminated. And so I don't even remember the last time I used a water fountain. Now we'll go to a restaurant and they'll usually hand out cups of water at, you know, quick service and things like that anyway. And sometimes these days they'll even have water, you know, water coolers and stuff set out for people so that they can, they can grab a cup of water. So 
do that. Or we used to take, we used to take snacks and, or we still take snacks. We still take snacks and, and waters all the time before leaving the house. And when we used to stay off property too, that was something we usually had done. Just grab, you know, fruit and stuff from the lobby and just take it with us, <laughs> you know? So anyway. All right, Kristen, next please. Okay. This is my last one having to do with points, <laughs> but. it's <laughs> a lot of points. Hotels, you can get hotel credit cards, Hilton and Marriott and a lot of the other big brands out there. And using those points from your everyday shopping and cashing them out so that you don't have to pay for your hotel stay. Mm -hmm. Which, as you can tell, we use credit cards to get points to stay places for free. If you haven't figured that one out yet. Oh, it's not for free. It's part of the program. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, right. You save, you save money. That You're going to spend the money anyway. So yes. why not get the points? And then the points you can cash out to stay for free, fly for free. Yes. Buy your souvenirs at Disney. There you go. <laughs> Definitely very, very cool. Indeed. Uh, my next one also has to do with hotels. Uh, other than the Walt Disney World hotels that you see, there are also hotels that are like good neighbor hotels. They are outside of Disney, uh, but Disney partners with them in a way that you can still book a package. So you can do the do your hotel and do your tickets all together and still get some of those Disney uh Disney perks. So that's one way to save money because those hotels do cost less than your Walt Disney World resorts. There you go. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I, I can't really think of anything to cover Par other than what when you it said, comes so. to going to the parks and getting your park ticket. One way you can save money is to skip adding on the park hopper option as well as the park hopper plus option that also includes the water parks that will, that will definitely save money uh, in the long run for you. It's becoming harder and harder to park hop using genie plus in the way they have their, they space out their <laughs> lightning lanes, if you will, because you don't I always don't like the fact that now they're saying you can't park hop till two o'clock. I'm just, that's just my thing. I think if I get to the park when it opens and I decide at 1030, like this just is not the park I want to spend my day in. I should be able to go over to another one. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And I, I don't like it either because sometimes you'll want to park hop to get your dining reservation. Mm -hmm. Right. You're in magic kingdom. You want to park hop because you want to have lunch at Epcot or lunch at DHS. And no, 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 no. So planning, planning is really important. Planning will help you save money and budget accordingly. Um, you can't just, it's harder to do a trip where you wing it these days. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that either. I used to love going to the park and just going and winging it. And we just go without this plan and you know the only thing we might have is dining reservations but because you could go back and forth you know we didn't I feel, feel i feel like now what disney is doing is 
it kind of makes me think of the TV show Person of Interest, where they had all the cameras everywhere and they oh. knew who did what and when and where you've left and where you were last seen uh, and uh-huh. all that. I feel like that's what Disney's doing with us as humans. We they're like the little puppeteers, and they feel like we're their little puppets they can play with. Yeah, yeah. Well. And watch every move. Like, oh, this is where you spend your money. And these are the attractions you like to go on. It's true. And you're going from this part to that part. We, you know, like. Yeah. Mm. Well, they know. They know where you are. They know where you're, you're, they're tracking you. Right? That's why you That's have why magic they're bands. Chipping, chipping us. It's their way of putting chips in humans and not being in them. <laughs> and them not thinking about being chipped. Now so, I sound like Raphael, don't I? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> we sound like the mouse, just just a little bit. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Lee says, "Love the Hojo next to Disneyland. That put me uh, to Disneyland. That you put me in safe so much. You know what? The Howard Johnson at Disneyland is amazing. Mm-hmm. And they even have those retro suites that look like the home of to the home of tomorrow. Have you seen that? Where Dave Bossert had stayed there." No. Oh yeah, we we gotta contact them next time we go to, to Disneyland because media, because those are fun rooms. Um, there was also another comment in here as we kind of do these in real time. We had a, a new person in the chat. Uh, let's see, Robert Taylor. Hey, Robert says rumor has it they might change to the, the change the two p.m. time frame. I have heard that. Yeah, we've heard that too. I'll believe it when I see it because right now. There are other reasons why they have um, different, or the, you know, they discourage park hopping. I will just put it like that. They discourage that because they are using the crowd because they density. can't control you so well. Because <laughs> they have a hard time finding employees. That's what they're doing. They're trying to budget and, and route cast members appropriately, um, among other things. Yeah, right. It's it's hard right now being being the mouse. So. If it's not vacation for, uh, Lee says, if it's not vacation for me, I have to plan. I have to over plan it. Yes. Over planning is, is kind of what we do here. That's why I'm sure why a lot of you <laughs> listen to the show. We're all in this together, folks. Uh, we never Every get- time you say that, I just hear that song from High School Musical. W- which one? We're all in this together. Oh, we're all in this together. <laughs> I'm like, what? Get over it? There's a song called Get Over It? No. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, Lindsay also said, never get park hopper because the parks are day parks anyway. Plus, we theme our shirts per park. Oh, <laughs> well, that's nice. That's cute. Yeah. It, it, it's, just, it's just harder to, to plan these days. Well, it's not going to be as easy for us to park hop as it used to be, even, you know. Park hopping with two little ones is no. not going to be the easiest thing. <laughs> Definitely not easy. No. You know? Hey, this puts an end to the four parks in one day. Yes. For now. Unless you can walk in and like find something really quick to do and then run out to the next one. Yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> okay. We, we'll move. Okay. Okay. The next one is to make sure you check for discounts and they have special discounts for different things, whether you are Florida resident, annual pass holder, D23, mm. now Disney Plus, uh, Disney Reward Visa. So anything like that, they run 
special deals for those groups of people. So definitely keep an eye out for those deals. If you are a a member or card holder, any of that kind of stuff. True that. True that. Uh, Another one is to bring your own stroller. It's not convenient, especially, you know, when you're traveling any kind of distance to carry a stroller with you. But Disney strollers are not cheap and that will add up in the long run. It's cheaper for you to take your stroller, check it on the airplane and pay for it being checked than it is for you to rent one. Oh, 100%. They are expensive and the kids are not going to have a good time in them. That's just strange. Yeah, no. Uh, let's see. Or you could, or you could possibly rent a stroller while you're there, uh, from from people, accredited people. But um, yeah, it's usually just cheaper to to bring your own, unless of course, uh, or you could even buy one when you're down there. People do do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll leave it. They'll leave it. They'll leave it in the parking lot. Back in the day when there were message boards people <laughs> used to post on there like that they bought something and they would have these threads where mm-hmm. people posted the stroller they had and and who they were giving it to next and the dates it was available and that kind of stuff and people would just share down a stroller for years mm-hmm. they still do it still do it i don't know where you find that information though no it's one of those things where you just know. like the the little the little fish hooks that they have on the cruise lines and people that used to do that little there you go. I can't think of what it's called. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, they used to just share like uh, door door. Yeah, there was a name. Just, there was a name for it, and uh, I'm drawing a blank on it. I will think of it at some really <laughs> random moment, like right when I'm about to fall asleep. There you go. <laughs> okay, stro- from strollers to. The next thing is Disney costumes are expensive. And if you have little ones, especially little girls with Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique being there, it can get really expensive to get the costume and the shoes and the little wand and all the stuff like that that the little girls want to have. Or the so, little or the little little boys, uh, the little fries that want to do Star Wars. Do, or pirates. Or yes. pirates. Yeah. So I recommend going online, going to Target, go to Amazon, any place like that, and purchase your costumes ahead of time. That will definitely save you a lot of money. And you can get cute little hair accessories and stuff like that and bring your own little kit to do. Um, Like if it's a little girl, you can bring a little kit to make her look like a little princess. And that way she feels special. She goes to the park. You've done her hair up really cute. Because personally, I've never been a fan of the fake hair stuff that Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique uses. That's just me. Or if you have a little boy who wants to be a pirate, you can bring cool little pirate, you know, bring the little face paint and stuff like that, kind of do a little Captain Jack kind of thing for him. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could, yeah, and just, or just have the costume and then have their face painted. Save some money if you can. And we used to, we used to have this, um, this deal going on with Halloween Express for many, many years. And uh, we've bought costumes to do 
you know, just fun stuff for the Halloween, uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party and things of that nature. Just a lot of, a lot of fun, save some time and aggravation, bring the kids costumes and maybe plan, uh, plan in advance so that when you go to the galaxy's edge, you all could dress up semi dress up. All right. You can't always, you, you can kind of Disney bound as a family, because you can't wear costumes, full-on costumes, into the Disney parks outside of the, the, the Halloween parties and things of that nature. But anyway, Robert Taylor, by the way, says fish extender. That's what it is. That's it. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So if you're just now tuning close. in, <laughs> fish hooks, fish extender, <laughs> fish hooks. You know, like a TV show on, on <laughs> Disney Junior. Okay. Do I want after uh, I said it? <laughs> uh, so if you're just now tuning in on Sorcerer Radio. Uh, we are talking about the top 20 ways you can do Walt Disney World on a budget. And these are tried and true things that Kristen and I have done. And uh, many of you have done that as well, has written written into the show and, and have shared your money-saving tips with us. So, Kristen, what's next on the list? Next on the list is to use the resort transportation. If you fly, don't rent a car because you will have to pay for parking. At the resort. So rather than doing that, don't get a car, pay for transportation to take you to the resort and use the resort's transportation. Yeah. Mirrors now. No more magical express. No. Mm, back in the day. But it, it, that's one of those things where you can pay for the to and from using the mirror service, which is fine. I mean, it's just like using magical express kind of, you know, without the cool Disney videos, but you will save some money on parking for sure. It's a give and take though, because using Disney transportation means you're on Disney schedule and not your own. I'm just saying, Chris and I always opt to when we drive down, use our own, we, We'll pay for parking, yada, yada, yada. It's completely fine. We budget well, we don't that pay in. for parking. Annual pass holders don't oh, have yeah, to pay APs for parking. Oh, yeah, APs don't. You're right. APs don't have to. Yes, that's another reason to be an AP, annual pass holder. You also, if you're staying at a resort, because it's included, if you already are paying to stay there and you're paying for the parking, parking then, therefore, is for the entire day. So you don't have to pay. If you go to another resort, you don't have to pay if you're going to the park because you've already paid that day for parking. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. What is next on the agenda? My next one is to eat a late lunch instead of dinner. If you're going to a table service restaurant, many mm. of them, the prices are slightly less for lunch than they are for dinner. So if you do a lunch especially if you decide to do something like a buffet where you can fill yourself up for the rest of the day mm -hmm. around three o'clock, do your late lunch. And that'll cut, that'll save you two meals, like the cost of two meals because you're not doing lunch. You're not doing dinner. You're kind of doing like the in between thing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, depending on the number of people you have, that can be a pretty significant amount of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to, you have to once again plan ahead and discuss these kind of options in advance. And you, you know, you might be able to get bigger dinners as a result because of how early you're eating 
and space your snacks out a certain way and maybe have snacks when you get back to the hotel, different things you can possibly do just to kind of stretch your dollars there at the theme park because it is, it can be very, very expensive, of course. So, okay. (laughs) So another one is to buy Disney gift cards at places like Costco and Sam's Club um, because they do have a discount on those cards. They're slightly less than the value that you're paying for. Or you can do something like if you have a Target red card, if you buy gift cards, you get your 5% back. So in a sense, you're saving 5% on the cost of your gift cards that way. That's a little bit of money that it'll save you. Especially if if you decide to do the gift cards, you can even pay... Um, you can even pay for your hotel and gift cards. I've had somebody pay in as many as 25 different gift cards pay for their trip. That's impressive. So you can do your, your hotel and your tickets. You can do all your souvenirs. You could plan on your dining. And in the long run, that 5% is really going to add up if you're paying in gift cards. Yes. I mean, what a great way to put that membership to Costco or Sam's club to work for you. Right. And save some dough. Yeah. It, it, it all adds up. So yeah, why not? Why not get something out of it? Another one is plan a day to spend either resort hopping or Disney Springs. That's one day less that you'll be spending in the park and spending money on your park day. And because it doesn't require a ticket to go to any of those places. And there's plenty of fun things to do at the different resort. You can easily spend an entire day in Disney Springs now that it is absolutely massive with shopping and food and live entertainment and all that kind of fun stuff. So, I mean, where else can you go and see a live band and not have to pay to watch them perform? Pay cover. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's covered by Disney, y'all. It's covered by Disney, and I I enjoy I enjoy it. But truth be told, you're you're not spending money on a park day, but you probably will be spending money at <laughs> Disney Springs, or if you're in Disneyland Downtown Disney, just by the very nature of it, it's a huge shopping mall. It's a huge outdoor shopping mall. And if you're not spending money on that, for heaven's sake, at least spend it on Ghirardelli or Earl of Sandwich, please. I mean, because you got to. Because <laughs> you got to. <laughs> That's a, that is a must. Or over at Homecoming, one of our personal mm, favorites. So, yes. Yeah. They also have a great deal that if you buy one of their cups, like their little moonshine cocktails, and get one of those cups, you can actually get them refilled. At a lower price. That should be a dining at Disney show. Dining dining tips. Dining tips to where you you can do the refillable homecoming. You can do the refillable uh, wine bar George. You could do some happy hour fun times. I mean, there's just a bunch of great, great things you could do. Joan says, love the Earl. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. My name is Earl. Earl of Sandwich. Next. Okay, next. Okay. <laughs> Use Genie on the My Disney app 
to plan and you don't need to spend the money and do the Genie Plus. I'm talking about just using Genie to help you plan your day and get things done that you want to do and try and work it around having to pay for things like Lightning Lane. There you go. I mean, I think that's one of the best tools to do trip planning is Disney Genie these days. Of course, using you and your services as a, you know, as an earmarked agent does help every bit because you do save time and money, which we'll talk about later. But it's just a great way for you to plan with the family what attractions you're going to hit and all those other things. So, and of course, where you're going to spend your dining as well. What, what what are you looking at me at? I'm for? just I'm just looking at you because you're talking. <laughs> hey, look, uh, Lindsay says yes, and resort hop. Yeah, you know, resort hopping is so underrated, but it's so important. Like I I love going to the resorts and discovering different places that the, that the resorts, their dining, their bars, especially if you know you're old enough to partake, and even your own resort. If you're staying on Disney property, there are all kinds of stuff you can do. Uh, all the resorts have different activities. Some something movies. like movie night, movie night, um, roasted marshmallow nights, <laughs> right? Uh, family game s'mores. night, s'mores, s'mores, which are always fun, right? So I, I love those, and the pools are wonderful. So my next few are very food oriented. Oh, imagine just that! So everybody, knows. you can tell when when Kristen puts the list together. <laughs> Uh, the next one is to dine at quick service. Ah. Quick service, you're not going to have to pay a tip yeah. for one. Secondly, the meals cost typically less than you're going to sp- spend at a table service restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the meals are large enough you could share them. We've done that before, food barbecue. Um, you're not going to spend as much time eating because you're going to go, you're going to order your food and you're not going to have the menu to sit there and go, you know, that sounds really good too. Let's get this yes. <laughs> and add on as you're sitting there eating. So that's one thing to do is it's, quick yeah. service meals. And Disney has some great places that you can eat that aren't what everybody thinks of as, you know, amusement park, theme park food. It's not just, Chicken tenders, pizza, hamburger, and hot dogs. There's plenty of other things that are delicious that you can enjoy. This is true. I think think it leads me back to that comment from your Dining at Disney Facebook group about, there's just no good, went to be our guest restaurant, and that is not very good food. There's just no good places to eat at Walt Disney World. It's something like there is no amazing, there's no amazing food or whatever. It depends. I mean, yeah, that's also I very subjective. I commented and said that I think you're eating at the wrong places. Clearly, they haven't been to Victoria and Albert's because uh, that is amazing food. And you can argue with a lot of people on that because they are a five diamond award winning restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't a, know how you're going to say that's not amazing food. It is. I mean, you, well, anyway, we could talk about how <laughs> subjective that is and how, what you call amazing, but you know, come on, you know, if you're going to be going to be our guest and you don't have the best. Well, their comment experience. was, was also that, um, if you want Italian food, go to Italy. 
<laughs> like I told Kat, yep, I'm just going to like hop in my car and go right there because that's how easy it is to get to Italy for food. <laughs> I just thought that was a very strange comment to make. <laughs> she was looking to get Italian food no, at a French restaurant like Beer no, Guest? No, she. it was just part of her comment along with her complaining about the food at oh. Be Our Guest. That was so strange. Oh, hey, by the way, a little plug so, for the Dining at Disney Facebook group. <laughs> Check it out sometime. <laughs> so another one is, I hinted at this before. Okay. To share large meals where you can get big plates of food. Um, for example, we used to do that at Cosmic Rays when you could get the ribs and the chicken. Love that. So doing things like that can help you save money if you're going to get a meal that comes with a lot of food. Yeah. And those, those meals are, you, you know, well, they are now probably more like uh, 20, 17, 99, 50, you know, 20 bucks, something like that for a platter of food. But uh, we used to do that all the time and it was great. And why did we do that? Because sometimes you didn't want to heavy yourself down by eating a, re- a whole lot of food. But sometimes for us, it was just about uh, how can we experience more food for your, you know, for dining at Disney. And so we would split the food and then try snacks down the road and do this and take pictures of each other's food. Eat hopping. Eat, uh, <laughs> eat hopper. Anyway. <laughs> also, use Garden Grocer to get items delivered to your hotel for eating at your resort. So this can be, again, snacks, your bottled beverages that you enjoy drinking. Uh, it's also great to have them deliver breakfast food and do breakfast at the hotel in your room rather than buying it at, you know, the the to-go or food court in your resort or eating an, a meal in a quick service or table service location, doing breakfast in the room. Those are some great options. Hey, you've been with Garden Grocer for years and years now, Kristen. So it's definitely something you can check our show notes. I think we can definitely put that link for dining at Disney for Garden Grocer in there. I think it's a really great service. That was even before all this Instacart madness. You know? Yeah. Some Somewhat cheaper, too. So anyway. Next, plan individual budgets for souvenir shopping so that each person knows how much they can spend. One good way to do that is to get Disney, like plan your amount and give each person a Disney gift card. This is your, say, $100 to spend on the souvenirs you want on this trip. And when it's gone, it's gone. And that way, you know, you don't have the... Mom, I want this. Mom, I want that. They know ahead of time going in, this is this is your money. You spend it on what you want, but remember this is all you have. Okay. And that does that does help. It certainly helps. It doesn't help people like us because we usually go during our anniversary or we're celebrating something. Well, and, and so we, we and do we, talk about it, but we also when we buy stuff, plan for it to be gifts as well. Yes. <laughs> so that's another thing we do. Oh, this is true. So we'll buy stuff and be like, okay, you'll get it at Christmas. <laughs> you'll get yeah, it for your birthday. We, we do. Yeah, we, we're one of those people, folks. So 
That's who we are. We are not ashamed. And my last tip before you you give the bonus tip that you oh, have. Oh, okay. Bonus tip. The last one. Bring your own ponchos or rain jacket because they are very expensive in comparison to going to Walgreens, Walgreens, Walmart. I guess maybe Walgreens has ponchos. Yeah. Um, and getting the little cheap pack of ponchos for a couple bucks. You got to do it. It seems like every day is rainy season at the Walt Disney World Resort. It just rains just random times. So be prepared. Have your ponchos and rain gear ready or whatever type of weather you may have or try to prepare for. Because getting ponchos at the resort, at the at the parks, are very expensive. And so... Uh, so get multiple ponchos at, you know, cheap ponchos over there at Wally World or Tarjay or wherever you decide to get them and know that if, after a couple times you wear them, you wear them out, you rip through them or whatnot, let's replace them with another couple bucks better than having to spend, you know, 20 bucks out of pocket for a Disney Parks branded poncho that you're probably just going to leave behind at the resort when it's all said No, and the prices for even a raincoat is not bad over at Target because I was pricing the kids' raincoat. And you can get a raincoat for less than you can buy a poncho. True. Which is my reason I was pricing raincoats. <laughs> there you go. Lee says, it's hard to do that when you have a Disney blog about Disney collecting. I buy way too much every single time. Hey, uh, yeah, uh, I'm with you. Look at our backdrop, yo. <laughs> and this is only a fraction. It's only a fraction of it. Because I've got stuff in my office, and then we have stuff in a spare bedroom. Yeah. Lindsay says, eat hopping sounds great. Yeah, I, I tried to set a budget for myself, but it didn't work. Too many pins I wanted. Yeah, there's so many different things to collect at the resorts, whether it's artwork or, you know, vinylmation. They're not vinylmations. I guess it's pop figures now, pop vinyls, you know, pop things, uh, you know, drink and popcorn holders and all kinds of doodads. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can hear. Yeah, when when you have a Disney food podcast, you have to collect things like the Boba Fett the mug. Boba Fett popcorn bucket. Boba. Or the orange bird sippy cup. <laughs> I mean, that's this is my weakness right here. Anything food related, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I want that. I want it. Yeah, it's yeah, true. and this is very little of what we actually have because it's all in another room. This is true. Well, anyway, the last bonus tip is that you should use an agent to book your Disney trips, your cruises. That was the bonus. That's the bonus. Mm -hmm. and so we got twenty one for you. The bonus is actually booking with Kristen because we've been to the park so many times. We're planning our next trip now. Now that the kids were we're getting the kids all primed up and ready, post pandemic life, and we're in, you know we are knee deep in planning our trip with the kids, and I can't wait to take the kids to the parks to have them experience Walt Disney World for the very first time. It's going to be amazing, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see the look on their face when they see Mickey Mouse and Minnie and Pluto and Donald and, and everybody just that they see on Disney Plus. Can't wait. Well, that's like as as I went back into their rooms and she was calling me, <laughs> and I, she was like, "Mommy, will you tuck me in again?" So I'm tucking her in. And I said, 
got to get some sleep tomorrow. We have a really big day and I need you to be a really big girl tomorrow. (laughs) And she says, I said, uh, and she goes, and then we can go see Mickey. And I said, yes, we can go see Mickey later this year if you continue to be a big girl. And the next thing she says is, we get to see Mickey at the castle. (laughs) (laughs) Mickey lives in a castle. Yeah. Well, once again, as we're wrapping things up with that bonus, that little bonus bit, uh, I think it's important that people know they can save time and money and aggravation by having you do all the legwork and book their next trip to the Walt Disney World Resort, to Disneyland Resort, um, any Disney Cruise Line. Is Disney does do at the resorts? This here, this could be another money saving tip here. Uh, the bounce back offers, and if they have a bounce back offer, if you have booked with me, you can contact me while you're on your trip and go, Hey, Disney has this deal, this is when we want to go, this is where we want to stay, this many days, and this is who is going. And you don't have because it has to be booked before you leave, right. I'll do all the booking and all the work while you're going to the park having fun. There you go. That's how we roll. Because I can book those bounce back offers. Exactly. That's how we roll. So once again, Kristen, where can people email you so that they can have the time of their life at a Disney park, Disney cruise line, any cruise line, or even the Universal Parks here stateside? They can contact me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. That is wonderful. That is music to my ears. Uh, once again, don't forget, you can check out our sister show, Skull Rock Podcast, with myself and former Disney creative director uh, Dave Bossert, author extraordinaire. We will be talking this week about the World of Color show that he was involved in um, doing animation and special effects for, as well as the Seven Dwarves Mind Train in Walt Disney World, and I believe in Shanghai, too. So uh, we're going to talk to Dave about his behind-the-scenes work on that. You can also follow me on Instagram at aljohngo. Email us, if you will, thedisneylist at gmail.com and check out our show, this podcast, right? Through every podcast catcher, every podcast platform there is. We would absolutely love that you would subscribe and leave us five-star reviews. Leave us those uh, comments. We will read them in a future episode. Kristen, how about yourself and all the podcasts you host there? Well, you can check out Dining at Disney Podcast. Uh, Like I said, we talked about the best seafood. We recently talked about best burgers, food and wine, the entire foodie guide, as well as the flavors of Florida and Disney Springs, that foodie guide, all that's going on. But you can catch Cat Bubba and I uh, twice a week on, at the Dining at Disney podcast. And I'm not quite sure what best of show we're going to talk about this week um, or what food news we have for you. But we did discuss all the menus on the Disney Wish. This is true. So that's another one you may want to check out if you're interested in taking that cruise. Absolutely. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, next week, we'll be back. Once again, check out our Facebook, our Twitter Um, coming back on YouTube really soon but definitely check us out on Facebook and don't forget to click that bell for notifications so that you know when we go live sometime on Sunday that's when we're going to do it typically 
So uh, be sure to check I us out. I don't know what people think of our little animator guy here. Yeah, I need to change the brightness so that they can actually see the animation that goes on behind us on the on the wall. It's pretty good. We've got uh, our logo and Marvel and Disney and Star Wars stuff going on in the background. Pretty cool stuff. So anyway, on behalf of the show, thanks again for listening and subscribing and listening to us at Source Radio, all Disney music all day long at srsounds.com. I'm Al John. And I'm Kristen. And, and we'll, we'll see you real soon. soon. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment and informational purposes. All other trademarks mentioned are the property of their respective owners. Skull Rock Podcast, talking all things Disney, with your hosts, Al John Goh and Dave Bossert. If you just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more, the all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney has spanned nearly 100 years in counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laughagram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming up Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossard, artist, filmmaker, and author. And I'm Al John Go, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. Skull Rock Podcast. Visit SkullRockPodcast.com.